You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome. On this episode of Plug Into Health, we're pleased to welcome one of the newest members of the Purveya family. Her name is Renita Robinson, and she's our Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion. Now, this is a new role here at our healthcare organization. And what does it entail, and how can Renita help us to better serve our community's healthcare needs? We're going to dive into all of this in just a moment, but first... Let's say hello to Renita. Renita, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I want to start with with who you are, Renita, and and what it is that you've been doing prior to your start here at Prevea. I actually have been involved in a lot of social justice work and and just service. And so uh, my life uh, has really been a nonprofit kind of uh, movie in terms of serving um, individuals across the the life uh, span. I've served uh, little people. Uh, I've served served uh, victims of domestic and sexual violence. I've served the homeless, just a number of people who have needed uh, just a little bit of support, a hand up. Mm-hmm. And and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your background. Did you grow up in Los Angeles? I did. I grew up in Los Angeles, grew up in South Central L.A., about four blocks from the L.A. Sports Arena and uh, USC's um, uh, library where my stomping grounds are. Uh, high school had a partnership with them. So I spent a lot of time in the stacks at USC. <laughs> <laughs> So what it, what inspired you to get in in into the line of, of social justice work? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think that your life uh, just kind of gives you an opportunity as you experience things that make you curious about why they happened. And so um, I had a mom who took uh, people in from uh, the neighborhood. We, um, you know, have people that were in great distress that we supported. Uh, if we had food, other people had food. If we had um, anything that we, we could give, uh, in support of people that had less than us. That's what we did. And so I grew up watching that and I grew up meeting people and being in conversations with people who had less than I had. And so I think that that was instilled in me pretty early. And and you mentioned that you, you've always been a champion of the underdog. Uh-huh. Always. And yeah. a deeply compassionate person. Yes. I, I just be um I just feel like I've had these experiences that gave me insight into people that I always thought like if people knew this about them, they'd treat them better. You know, mm-hmm. so when I uh, spent time working at a mission, I uh, worked at a 400 bed mission and I really felt like I met some of the most brilliant people that I had ever met in my life. But they were really in distress. And I and it was confusing to me how you could have people that brilliant in that much distress. And and I think that um, our culture doesn't often uh, accept people who are different than the status quo. And so sometimes then that population gets um, othered, you know, and they get thrown away and they end up for, uh, you know, just a ton of different reasons and situations that aren't aren't really that great. And so um, I have been uh, really fortunate and feel very blessed to have um, had that as a part of what I did on a day to day basis. And most recently, just before coming to Purveya, uh-huh. um, you were with the YWCA here uh-huh. in Green Bay. Can yes. you tell us more about what you did there? Indeed. Uh, the YWCA has an amazing mission. Its mission is a dedication 
to eliminating racism, empowering women, promoting peace, justice, freedom, and dignity for all. And so what could be better than working every day to make sure that everybody has a dignified existence? And some of the ways that we did that were really through education. So I'm an educator by training, um, was a middle school teacher in my early career. And so I was a licensed English and social studies um, teacher and then have taught everything from infants all the way up through college age. Um, And so uh, when I got to the YWCA, one of the things that we did right away is really expanded community education. And so we, uh, in the expanding of the community education and addressing um, the idea of racism in this region, like we just uncovered a bunch of gaps. And so, um, and that gap actually led to me being here at Prevea and working on health disparities and social determinants of health, because really all of it is connected. Yeah, that was going to be my next thing. So now here you are in healthcare Uh at Purveya Health. We're a large healthcare provider here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, you're the vice president of diversity and and inclusion. Uh Help us understand what this role entails and what is it that you're here to ensure happens? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I get a, get the privilege daily of being responsible really uh, for having conversations and creating um, um, information streams that help people think differently about things that on a normal day they might walk past and it not occur to them as an opportunity, right? So I get to kind of make things pop out so that people understand, well, that this isn't an ex- equitable experience. You know, I get to be in conversations about making sure that we have um, uh, materials at a vaccination clicks that are in language is other than English. I get the privilege of talking a little bit about how um, uh, access to education may have uh, sent some families down a track where they had uh, health care costs that really changed the quality of life experience that they were having. And so I get the privilege of just really expanding the thinking of all areas of prevention. And then and we're in conversations about how do we just help people understand like how living in a culture like America has kind of contributed to us having these biases that then impact how we're engaging people who are different from us. So I get the privilege of creating um, materials, creating experiences, training and educating individuals so that then if there are maladies in any of those areas, we start to address them specifically and then remediate them. Yeah. So you're you're trying to help us find out, uh, you know, the gaps of where we could be doing better in providing equitable health care. Indeed. Yes, yes. Okay. And I, and I like the example that you gave because, I mean, timely, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, one of your jobs is to make sure that when, that there's equity at our vaccination clinics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So whether it's we have signs up in in different languages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are those all examples? Yeah, those are great examples. And, you know, in some of the conversations, consider going someplace and needing really to get to uh, to point B <laughs> or point Z um, and not having a single uh, sign that was in the language that you speak telling you where to go. I get lost in any building that I go and that's just what I do. Um, and so I can't imagine the strain of going to get a vaccination and all of, you know, the energy and the fear really um, associated with that. And then having to go up, you know, 
flights of stairs or going into different corridors and really just not having a clue because you can't tell, you know, which way you're supposed to be going. And so we actually have been forward thinking and with the support of community have been responding to what people are saying when there were blind spots. And another example you brought up to me earlier before we hit record uh-huh. was um, even thinking about things like transportation. Uh-huh. We can't just assume that Every single person who needs a vaccine has the ability to get to our vaccine clinic. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they're in different locations. You know, our primary vaccination clinic is at UWGB. And so that's really out there. You know, some people feel like, okay, this is the city and that is out there. Well, there are people who actually don't have a car. There are people who aren't aware that there is public transportation and that they can have access through public transportation. And then some things have happened recently where we now have it so that if you catch the transportation going to the clinics, they will actually let you off right in front of the door. So we have been in conversations and we have been listening to the community, you know, and we made an overture and said, what do you need to successfully get scheduled and get to the clinic? And so the information that we got back, we responded to and we feel like, you know, it's going well. So so you basically worked with um, the Green Bay City busing system uh-huh. to ensure that there would be transportation to our vaccine clinic. Indeed, we had those conversations. Yeah. Yes. So these are these are all great examples. I, I really want our listeners to absorb about mm-hmm. some of the really great things that that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just, you know, COVID-19 related. Right, I mean, there's right. there's so much more. Right. Um, how is this kind of work performed? I imagine um, well, we know you have a lot of strong partnerships in our communities uh-huh. with your your previous line of work. Um, but does it take a lot of partnership within the community? How is this kind of work performed? Yeah, it's a heavy lift. And you know, many hands make light lifting. And so we do partner with a ton of agencies in the community. I mean, some of the ones that come to mind right away are, of course, are of course Casa Alba, Melanie, um, the YWCA, Wello, um, the United Way. I mean, what happens is all of the folks that have a strong heart um, for humanity just talk with each other and they end up in the same room and then we end up strategizing and having conversations that really uh, net the best outcomes. And so uh, just tons of uh, individuals. I work with the Brown County Health Department. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Renita, recently it was revealed that the state of Wisconsin received a D grade on the 2020 Wisconsin Health Disparities Report, Rural and Urban Populations. Mm -hmm. And that was as it relates to providing equitable care across race and ethnicity and payer categories. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what does that mean and where does your work begin to find a solution to this? Indeed. And it's one of those, you know, sometimes you go to the dictionary and you get a definition that that gives the definition and defining it. And so I don't want to do that. But really, it basically says that different people groups, and when you talk about race, it's socially constructed, but different people groups who have been categorized by things like race, by um, uh, whether they use insurance or they pay cash or they have health insurance, they've been categorized um, a certain way. And that allows um, uh, the researchers to pull data that talks about then the experiences connected with those different payer groups and those different categorizations. And then we realize, wow, we're not treating all people the same. It's certainly not equitable. So some people who perhaps um, have federal or state uh, health insurance are having different experiences when they're engaging um, healthcare professionals. Um, And that's something to pay attention 
attention to. And so we have to do better. Once we know better, we have to do better. So what is the next? I've heard you say this before that, you know, one of the the first um, tasks on your plate is education mm-hmm. and making people aware that, right. that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. There are some people think that uh, racism ended because we had an African-American president. Well, that's not true. <laughs> there are still some very uh, um, serious issues around race, racism, and then disparities and access to uh, just some basic uh, things that every human being should have that aren't happening because race gets in the way. Can you talk a little bit more about some of the other major disparities that exist in mm-hmm. healthcare and healthcare outcomes? Yeah, actually, uh, there are tons at, that you have, uh, well, life expectancy. In Green Bay alone, there's a huge disparity in um, life expectancy between white um, citizens in our community and then the other racial groups. I mean, I think that in Brown County alone, white citizens live an average 18 years longer than Hispanic citizens, 16 years longer than black citizens. In Wisconsin in general, infant mortality for non-Hispanic black women is the highest in the nation. And I think that always gets people looking like, what? Because we know the little people, the babies, they didn't do anything, right? And so to have their life expectancy to be drastically different than another baby is something to pay attention to. And um, uh, so when we're talking about the littlest uh, citizens, right, Um, in Wisconsin, an African-American baby is less likely to be born at a healthy uh, birth weight and less likely to live to age one than an African-American baby born any place else in the union. Oh my goodness. So that asks the question, so what what do we do about that, right? And so this position was created to focus on the reality that there are those kinds of disparities and give an answer to it. Renita, this is, a, you know, I, I, you know, I generally prepare a list of, of questions, you know, to, to let our guests know what generally I'll be asking. But, I, you know, as I'm listening to this deeper, is it is it common for healthcare organizations to have someone in your role? I feel like it should be. Um, it should be a requirement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that I think a number of things are true. This has been on the radar for health professionals for many, many years, and, and many of them have been a little bit slower to dedicate a position to it. And I'm proud that Purveya dedicated a position to this and said, this is so important that we're going to put a person, a department um, uh, together that is going to focus on this issue. And when you have someone dedicated to issues like this, a lot different. Um, uh, uh, work gets done. Yeah. Are there any other efforts that you currently have underway that that you'd like to share, or or specific projects you're working on that mm-hmm. we might be ready to share with our listeners? Oh, indeed. One that I'm super excited about is the Health Disparities Prevention Internship Program at Prevea Health. And so uh, we already partner with several institutions in the region um, for internships, and we are going to turn some of the energy of that internship to this particular area so that they can help and support the research. They can help design plans to really push out information because when people know better, they're going to do better. Um, and they're going to be paying attention to, okay, how do we educate um, uh, internally and then externally? How do we get the community involved? How do we really shift the mindset of people who are charged to care well for all people uh, with um 
well in our mission uh mm-hmm. and uh and so yeah so that internship program is fantastic and we're excited about it and uh, it'll start up really quickly um in or around march we'll get the person in in house and then just start doing the work that's that's been waiting for us mm-hmm. and I guess, you know, what do you hope the community will see from your new role here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope that the community understands that this is an addition. Because sometimes when you think about uh, classic conflict theory, whenever people start talking about um, equity, someone thinks that it's going to cost them something. And that's not true. When we are in a conversation about diversity and when we are in a conversation about inclusion, we are in a conversation about expanding the best for everybody. So what we hope, what we hope, what I hope the community sees and understands with this position is that this is going to make a contribution to every single stakeholder in a conversation about health care. This is going to make a contribution to every worker at Purveyor, at every um, cl- uh, client that comes in and uses our services, to community um, uh, members that actually may have health care or receive their air- health care for someone else. This position is good for the entire state of Wisconsin. Before we say farewell on this episode, is there anything in particular you want our listeners to take away from this discussion today? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I think it's a wonderful time to be a citizen in Wisconsin. It's a wonderful time for us to be choosing to make a difference. And I think that our investment in kindness it really has exponential potential. And so if we think about um, our spheres of influence, I'm fond of kind of closing my eyes and just like dreaming a world. If each individual um, listening to this process, pro, uh, this broadcast really just recognize that they have a sphere of influence that they can have an impact on by just giving some information that might really incline someone uh, to behave differently than they've been behaving. And, uh, and in that way, really create an opportunity for every citizen of Wisconsin really just to have what they need to um, be the best version of themselves. I, I can I can feel this coming out of you because I, I, I want to tell our listeners that she actually closed her eyes. She said, <laughs> you know, I dream about, I mean, I, this is important to you and yeah. it should be important to everyone. Mm-hmm. And um, we are so honored to have you here, Renita. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I sure appreciate your time. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you'll join us next time on Plug Into Health. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit provea.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your health care, you should consult with your health care professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health.